Hello, welcome to the School Safety Free Period Podcast. I'm Amanda Klinger. And I'm Dr. Amy Klinger. And we are the Educators School Safety Network. We're a national nonprofit organization and we provide school safety training and resources and technical assistance to schools throughout the United States and Canada. And one of the resources that we do is this podcast. But now... We're doing it live. On the internet with video. So all kinds of crazy stuff is guaranteed to happen. A dog will bark. My phone, well, my phone won't ring now because I did manage to silence it, but something will occur that will make you wonder what on earth. I we should be, probably just film it like in the kitchen or something. I will be unable to maintain a poker face. So when you read about you the go. wild and too crazy to be true things uh, that have happened in the world of school safety, I will and then probably giggle a lot. So um, to folks who are joining us here live on the live stream, please uh, chat and uh, introduce yourselves and shout out questions. And by shout out questions, I mean type them because you, you can shout them out. We just won't be able, we to, hear won't be able to hear it. Um, and for those of you who are listening at home, normally on the podcast, you can always um, reach us through social media. You can email us info at eschoolsafety.org. If you have a, a school safety story that is uh, too wild to be true, but it's actually true, you can send it to us. So if this is your first time here for the free period, how it works, typically Dr. Klinger finds something in the news that is too absurd to be true, but it's true. Well, maybe not absurd, but that there's a lesson to be learned. They're usually pretty absurd. And a little bit of a smirk to be had, so yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then we talk about it, and then we try to have a little bit of a school safety takeaway. So, takeaways are important, Let's but getting there is half the fun. There so. you go. Okay, so um, some of these are from a little bit before Christmas because we didn't really get in as much as we might have liked before Christmas. So we'll start in Michigan where we have a university that has equipped faculty members with hockey pucks to throw at any potential active shooter on campus. Wait, I'm sorry. I was reading a comment of one of the viewers. See, now you're paying attention. (laughs) Let me start over for those of you that weren't really paying attention. Who also weren't paying attention. Uh. A University of Michigan has equipped faculty members with hockey pucks. Oh, a to university throw in Michigan. At okay. and no, yes, in Michigan. I'm not defaming anyone, please. Um, to throw any potential, uh, to throw these hockey pucks at any potential active shooter on campus as a last resort. I mean, I, I so guess like we can just get a big donation. Okay, but can of you? Fig- I guess you can figure the you know the utility of how that works now. There's a couple of flaws of like, I'm not sure how you throw a hockey puck. Is it like a Frisbee? I mean, it won't rotate like a ball. You can't do like yeah. a curve. Would I mean, you do like golf I would think there's some kind of balls. throwing that doesn't work super well in that. Yeah. I'm not sure where you're supposed to store the hockey pucks. If you're supposed to like on your person, whatever. But anyways, um, they have spent $2,500 on the first batch of these pucks. They cost 97 cents to make. But they will be printed with the, the union. This is the um, the faculty union. They will be printed with the union logo and distributed at no charge. Is it marketing? So <laughs> when hit with the hockey puck. You get oh, hit with the oh, hockey join puck. Join the union. Hey, look. I'll join the union. Uh, so, yeah. Um, to, currently, 800 faculty members have them, and there's another 1,700 on the way, in case you didn't get your hockey puck yet. How many members yeah. of the faculty do people get, like, is it like a six-shooter of hockey pucks? Like, like I have um, six. Uh, so the, wow. the individual that came up with the idea said the idea came to him during a training session when he remembered being hit in the head with a puck as a youth hockey coach. The puck caused a fair amount of damage to me. Um, and then this is his quote, it was not a well-thought-out strategy. I would agree. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing. That I had merit agree. to it and kind of caught on. So, again, 
No, you know, I love that people are creative. I love that people are trying to do the right thing. I, I love all that particular aspect. But I did, and those of you that may follow me on Twitter, I did tweet about this a few weeks ago where I was like, oh yes, it is a not well thought out strategy. That is correct. Um, there have been no studies or research on the use of hockey pucks as defense to an active shooter. This individual no, acknowledged. No, no, there has not. Now, I, anyone out there that that has funding and would like to fund a study on the use of hockey pucks, I can for think self of some defense. I can, if you have funding for research yeah. in, in uh, the efficacy of interventions in active shooter response, I can think of a bunch of ideas. A puck could be used with other defense mechanisms like one. chairs, staplers, or anything that has weight. Hopefully, the pucks will quote empower faculty and students to have a plan to have something to defend themselves rather than just freezing in place. So now that you've got all that out of you, all my faces and heavy yes. eyes, right? So now let's talk about um, the sentiment behind it. It is an admirable sentiment behind it that we want people to be able to defend themselves. Um, I'll give you one last quote. I, I, as far, I like the sentiment of we want people to have thought of this. The union is also like hoping that. to fundraise enough money for interior door locks to be added to the classrooms. As far as the hockey pucks are concerned, I expect eventually we'll run out of money to give them to people. Maybe students will buy their, will buy their own. I guess it's going to be a lab fee. Uh, it's just the idea of having something, a reminder that you are not powerless and you are not helpless in the classroom. Love the sentiment. I can give you a lot of other things that you could spend $2,500 and more on. I can. We can talk about a lot of things that will give people that empowerment. Right. So the sentiment, we can understand. It is the mm -hmm. execution of what to do about that sentiment and that desire that I yeah. have an issue with. Mm -hmm. And that's um, a really common problem in the work that we do, where people are, their heart is in the right place, the end point where they want to reach is is the right goal, reducing violence in schools, improving school climate and culture, whatever the case may be. Uh, but it is a very typical problem or where we think of, I have this problem with school safety, well, let's try to fix Try to fix it. Yeah. And without any consideration of what are the unintended consequences and, of the And thing I that can't we're doing. really do the math on the 94 cents piece times, however many hockey pucks, but we're going to ballpark it. I mean, I taught English, not math. So we're going to ballpark it at $3,000. For $3,000, we could train the entire faculty of any institution in a comprehensive all hazards response to not just active shooter but much more likely events medical emergencies in you know violent intruders severe weather events community based disasters all kinds of things so if we're talking about bang for your buck or bang for your puck oh <laughs> is that this was a setup this is no, 5 minutes of I setup actually to get just to that I actually just thought of that I, which is even more impressive that I just came up with this that this is my those of you who are watching and not listening, I'm making a real skeptical face. Oh, I can face. hear everyone rolling their eyes at the same moment. <laughs> but I really did just make that up, which is why it's such a bad pun. But if you want to talk about bang for your buck, there's a lot of things that we could spend $3,000 on that yeah. would achieve the sentiments involved here and the, without the somewhat and, ridiculous notion yeah. of how practical this really yeah. is and how it's really going to help. And the other thing to, to consider, even when we have things that are well-intentioned and, and 
poorly executed or, or a, a poor path chosen to get there, that is still only a single problem solution. Even if they were doing something that was maybe more effective well, or more impactful, they are still only addressing the issue of active shooter response. And at that university... Or hockey. Classroom hockey. hockey. Yeah. If we were doing a classroom hockey sort of situation, ready for that too. But yes, how from a safety perspective... How many hockey pucks do you think you need in a normal hockey game? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Not everyone needs to have their own puck. Just typically the one. <laughs> I wonder true. if this is like one of those things where you know they'll do those videos where they'll take a golden retriever and then they have a bucket of like 500 tennis balls and they dump it and the dog is like, 500 tennis balls. Did someone donate like 2,500 hockey pucks? And they were like, no, we, we do bought them. We told you. And again, this is not to knock the individual who has, you know, a, a good um, sentiment. So, and let me just close this one out. There is also a Pennsylvania school district that purchased miniature baseball bats to use as a last resort. So if baseball is more your game. Mini baseball bats. Miniature okay. baseball bats. So we're fighting a person with a firearm with a yeah. close proximity combat. We brought even closer. Okay, so now my bat. next story is not funny, really. Okay, it glad shouldn't. We're doing, it shouldn't. Glad we're doing it in the free It period. shouldn't be funny, but there's a part of it that is kind of funny. So this okay. occurred... Again, in December, why all these things were going crazy in December. Wild in December. Um, this particular person, it was a woman who was arrested in connection to an incident at a school. Mm-hmm. Um, the school administrators reported a woman lying on the ground along an exterior wall of the school property with two large samurai swords and knives. When we do it on the live stream, you have to pick ones that I can vaguely keep a straight face. <laughs> and I don't. And I don't. I have, a, I have a legitimate question. Aren't like samurai swords kind of expensive? Like, aren't they legitimate antiques? Like, who has the means to have? Well, it doesn't mean it two was samurai an authentic sword. samurai sword. It, it was could a have been style sword. But no, it said two large samurai swords and knives. And so while you're sitting here laughing, the rest of our viewers are going, "Yikes, that's dangerous." It is. Well. I concur it is dangerous. But it's it also is absurd. the confluence of lying behind the wall with your samurai swords. And and so there was clearly something happening was, here. That, was this person a Ninja Turtle? Because Leonardo had two samurai swords. No, I think... My favorite Ninja Turtle. I think this person had some issues. Um, yes. But yeah, so... Um, and she did not... And because she didn't have any legitimate business on campus, um, she was arrested <coughs> And booked for bringing weapons onto a school ground. I have no problem sure. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you we know, have a takeaway here? Well, the, the takeaway... Your swords at home. The takeaway is if you have radios in your schools that the administrators carry and other people carry, this is why you carry them. Because if you're texting, there's a lady with samurai swords, you're going <laughs> to have a heck of a time with autocorrect. People. It's going to keep going something else, something else, something else. Or, you're, or the people on the other end are going to go, and you're gonna, no, no. And you're going to miss the opportunity to hear the person on the other end go, I'm sorry, it sounded like you said samurai sword. And then you go, yeah, that's what I said. So well, now, since you opened that door. There isn't a takeaway. Since you opened that door, I do have a takeaway, which okay. is this go. is something that we encounter very commonly. We were actually uh, just out on site doing a vulnerability assessment for a school where this was the case, where we sort of started a number of years ago where we had an official policy. This is the way that we communicate. 
we have radios, we have landlines in the classroom, we have email, whatever, it, or we have radios, this is the, a way that we communicate. We have a policy, we speak to it, we've talked about it, we have a plan. And then with the, you know, ubiquity of cell phones, everyone has a cell phone and improve, you know, cell service is possible in our, most of the schools most of the time, that we have sort of uh, very nonchalantly, not on purpose, not strategically moved to... Gravitated. Everybody calls on their cell phone. Well, yeah. we still have a policy that says we use our radios, but the radios are all sitting in their cradles and everybody's on their cell phone. And I get why it happens yeah. because I'm carrying my cell phone on me anyway, and so why not do that? But there is a part of me, the obnoxious attorney part of me, that I try to keep in a cage that says you are going to have a serious problem the day when my personal cell phone, the battery, dies. And that has become the de facto methodology of communication. Yeah. If I need a piece of equipment to communicate as a part of my job function, then you better provide me the equipment that I that I that I need to do that. See, you said it was going to ring, and okay, but now I don't know how to make it stop. There you go. Just smash it. So um, my phone is silenced, but not my Apple Watch. Technology in action. But there, we need to figure out what that is, and I'm, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't use cell phones because there's a lot of times that maybe cell phones do make the most sense. But we got to figure out what that is, and we need to see is there a discrepancy between what we say is our policy and what is what happens in the real world, and and do we have redundancy built into those, and are we asking people to do a core job function with their own personal equipment, and if that's the case, then we can't gripe when their equipment doesn't function because it's their personal cell phone. So. Now, and I will, samurai swords, notwithstanding, I, that's a concern. Yeah, that I'll I have. take the I'll take the opposite tact of that from an administrative viewpoint. Um, people don't believe you when you say stuff like this happens. The samurai swords, this or pick something else. I mean, I can could recount a number of instances in my own professional career where you go, I can't make this stuff up. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of like if you chuck the ER nurses, I'm sure yeah. they have some of the same sort of things. So, I guess my takeaway from this is don't believe that you will never have something crazy like that. Oh, well, it's always this very traditional straight up. Nope. You could have samurai swords show up mm -hmm. just as well. And it is still an issue. It still needs to be dealt mm -hmm. with. It's still a safety concern. It's a and, little bit mind-boggling, but and, it's still you know, there. I don't, and, I, and I have to admit, was this during the school day? Yeah. Okay, so there is potentially the cost to kids... Who were like, there's a lady with samurai swords, you know, you're laying behind the wall. Some kids might find that to be funny. That would have been me in school. But there would kids who would have been upset and traumatized by that. And, you know, that they're, even though no one was injured, thankfully, that's wonderful. There's still a cost. It was still an incident that happened and, and still requires a response. Yep. Yikes. Okay. Okay. So now that's the last one. one that I want to do. I liked it. Um, well, we may have time for the other one, but this is the one that I'm intending on being the last one is not really funny um, other than uh, the headline of third grade knife fight. That part of it is, is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but in this particular case, um, again, this one, this one is, um, is problematic. We have a third grade girl who pulled a pocket knife on another third grader and threatened to kill her. I mean, so your first... Or not maybe not most people. My first grade thing is you think of like uh, my first awful 
not appropriate thought is like, you know, that scene in Beat It where they like tie the two and they're going to, or, you know, that you have like the sharks and the jets in third grade. And those of you that are out there in third grade are going, yes, this could have absolutely happened. But but the kid really had a knife. Yeah. But but the reason that I brought this one in here is I think it's important to start with our ridiculous smug face of third grade knife fight. It's so funny and blah, blah, blah. And then talk about what really happened. So I'm not trying to bring us down and end on a down note, but I think it's important to talk about that. So we have a third grade girl that pulls a pocket knife on another third grader, threatens to kill her. The weapon is confiscated Mm -hmm. by the staff. And then another student chokes the girl who told for snitching. So this girl has had a knife pulled on her and she's been choked it's like a third grade or like a cell block c holy yeah and and that's again the the point is so now word spreads and now you have lots of concerns of parents saying this kid needs to not be here this kid's a third grader um and so parents are demanding answers of what happened and who was it and how can we ensure that this this doesn't happen again but on the other hand um we can't, we're not going to kick this kid out in third grade. Um, and we can't just discipline. We also have to work on appropriate supports and interventions and so on. Um, and so the principal is caught in this sort of idea of people demanding answers, wanting policies, mm-hmm. or wanting to know what happened, what did you do, and so on. But yet we have to protect the confidentiality mm-hmm. of these students. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, um, you, you know, and then in this, whole thing um it starts out of course with some bullying and then when you really start pulling back the onion the layers of the onion um it appears that more there were more issues of where perhaps the school didn't intervene as aggressively as they could have mm-hmm. sooner um and so yeah the and the verbiage was i i'm going to kill you um and then the kid that choked her said that's what you get for snitching so it was it was very specific. Probably my biggest issue with this whole thing is the parents of the, that child were never notified of the incident. They had to find out about it from someone else. So that sort of, so now we go, well, we can't really disclose details and we can't really, but your child was victimized. Mm-hmm. You need to be aware yeah. of that. Yeah. And so that's that push-pull um, that's really I think at the heart of some of these things, especially when we get into the younger grades, although it's a, it's an issue all over the place. So the response uh, on the part of the school um, was that they're going to increase the supervision of students in the classroom and by adding three additional recess monitors, and they are asking the parents to look at the handbook, which outlines the district policies on the handling of those incidents, um, et cetera, et cetera, and that she sees the discipline as a learning opportunity. Got all that. Yep, yep, yep. Agree with all of it. We still got to circle back to the fact that how come nobody, why was that parent, why were those parents not notified? And we took what could have been a learning opportunity for everyone involved mm-hmm. and turned it into a controversy. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, so then the the final sort of piece of that is the parents demanded that their child be separated from the other kids mm-hmm. that perpetrated this. Mm-hmm. And the size of the school doesn't allow for that. So now we're in a situation where there's only two classes and they have to be on the playground at the same time. They have to be at the lunch on the lunchroom at the same time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's really sort of a, you know, you have that kind of ripple yeah. sort of effect. So, yeah. I, I don't know why you would have that in the, in the free period because 
that's not funny. No, it's not. But it did strike me as funny when the uh, third grade third grade knife fight. Uh, do you want me to do my last one, which isn't super funny either, but I think it's very interesting no. based on what we talked about in the school safety news. No. Uh, no. No, this one I can do fast. So police want to arrest a couple of kids for crimes that were committed off campus have nothing to do with the school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they get an idea and go, hey, how'd you like to have a safety drill? And then we'll be able to sneak in and arrest these kids. So the principal goes... Sure, we like to work with law enforcement. Um, And so um, parents and students didn't know anything about it. They have this drill. They go in, they arrest these kids um, in in the classroom Mm -hmm. and haul them out um, for crimes that were committed off campus. They had not done any crimes on campus or or, um, posed any threat. Um, And and so I guess, you know, you, you have to kind of think of like, People going, this is a really realistic safety drill. It looks like they're Cops. handcuffing. And, you know, and so the, there's some some concerns about that. Uh, well, I'm sure as an attorney I mean, you have some concerns too. I, I but. understand that it's, uh, you know, that the principal wants to be compliant and to be helpful to law enforcement. But since when is that the job of the school to set up? A good opportunity for you like to be a sting able to operation. arrest the kid. Yeah, we have that I mean, in the we have that in the cafeteria. We set out the chocolate milk and see if anyone will yeah will bite. Oh, um, and and I think probably the larger concern that I have with it is the function of school safety drills is not to provide cover yeah. for covert operations. I mean, we don't like. Why? Have a school safety drill so that we can sneak into the cafeteria and eat the ice cream or have a school safety drill so that we can Real look cool. at the answers of the algebra test. I mean, we have a school safety drill yeah. because it's, an if done correctly, which see our last podcast, but if done correctly is an important learning yeah. opportunity for kids. Yeah. But I just had this image of, you know, the you have the safety drill and all of a sudden we're hauling kids out in cuffs and people are like, wow, they take these safety drills really seriously or something, so... So, yeah, that one was kind of a, an interesting notion, too. And it just kind of speaks to that idea of, you know, in the school safety-free period, we, you know, we laugh about these and we make fun of them. And, and it's not because we're trying to um, pick on any particular state or school or anything. But it really just sort of illustrates that fine line between something that is a school safety issue mm-hmm. and something that's just really absurd and how those things kind of... Mm-hmm. It's a pretty fine line, and, and we find our people find themselves straying over that line with maybe very good intent. You know, that principal may have thought, oh, that's a good idea yeah. to help out law enforcement, it won't disrupt the school day, and so on. But if we had gone just a bit further, it would be, is there another means we could have accomplished this? So, so there you go. Okay. And if you don't think that one's funny enough, bring one yourself it next time. It wasn't that funny. I, that was, you had a couple downer ones here in the in the free period. I think well, you, you know, uh, it, it is kind of a downer sort of situation. Yeah, broadly speaking. If you really want to see the best one, go back and uh, look at our podcast with the running club. Remember the running club? I mean, club? there's always they were running. some funny stuff. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. But, but it is interesting. You know, we hesitated to do um, a lot of these, the, the free period, um, in the wake of Parkland, because that really was such a significant yeah. event that really altered the conversation of what what you could clearly see as being sort of ridiculous and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the situation we talked about in the other one where the, the teacher said he was going to shoot the student if he didn't pay attention or whatever mm-hmm. ridiculous statement that was made that, you know, a year ago we would have been chuckling about. And now we look at that and go, who 
yeah. thinks that those statements are a good idea. So it really has has really changed. It's really altered that dynamic yeah. again. And the question is, how long till we become complacent? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would ask our, our viewers and our listeners to maybe help us out with uh, less of the serious Debbie Downer ones and send us some ones that are really, truly very funny. And then we can sort of have the challenge of uh, drawing some substantive takeaways, some substantive school safety takeaways and things that are truly just completely ridiculous and absurd. So I would I would ask that. Um, you can uh, email us if you have any suggestions or, or things on that to info at eschoolsafety.org. You can also reach out to us on social media, on, on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, if you were not joining us here in the live stream and you're listening to this on the on the podcast, you know you can get this and our other podcasts wherever you get your podcasts: um, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You can also listen to all the podcasts directly on our website, um, which is www.eschoolsafety.org. When you're there, you can also check out the other free resources that we have available. We have tons of resources. Uh, many of them are completely free. And you can always reach out to us if you have questions or things that there that we can help you with. So if, if you don't have anything else, thanks funny, for being live with us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, we hope to do this more, and we'll probably try to figure out uh, a regular schedule that we can do this. And I'll figure um, out how to silence my phone and my watch. You'll figure out how to silence your phone. I'll try and figure out how to stop smirking so much. And we'll try Maybe to, you could wear a mask. Just like... Like phantom? Th- no, just like this much. And then... If your eyes don't laugh, you wouldn't be able to tell. If I don't laugh with my eyes, then it would be fine. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back all with you again soon. Bye.